Big welcome to anyone in-house as well as for those watching online, as well as a welcome to students in the Prophet Acts Seminary. My name is Jeremy Norton. I'm a lead pastor of Mount View Church. I also write at leadbiblically.com, wrote a couple of books, a small devotional, as well as a staff, a ministry staff and guide. Um, but I'm doing this little workshop tonight online as well as in-house as part of my Acts Seminaries course, specifically a course um, titled Pastoral Formation. And so this is kind of like the final project. I had to do a theological reflection on church revitalization. So I've been studying this topic and kind of looking at this topic of church revitalization for about five years. And if we think about the church, so first of all, in Matthew 16, we have this situation where uh, most of us know what it is. That there's this concept where, where Jesus comes to Peter, and it's this really great moment where he's given this amazing encouragement, but he's also giving a, given a huge responsibility where he says to Peter, like, you're the rock in which I'm going to build my church. And Jesus says that the gates of hell will not prevail against it. And so we believe that as a church, uh, globally, we believe that the church will continue. In over 2,000 years, we're now at a point where over a third of the world believes in Jesus, claims Christianity. So we have this situation where, yeah, from that moment, the church has continued. And it continues in certain areas. In, in Hebrews 13, we have this amazing verse. It's short and sweet. And it's this concept that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And no matter what denomination or fellowship or network you're a part of, everyone who holds Jesus Christ as our King and Savior, we believe that to be true. And we believe that he is uh, the same yesterday, today, and forever. But then we have to ask some tough questions. If, if we believe what Jesus said, that the, the gates of hell will not prevail against the church, and the church is going to prevail, and we believe that Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever, what's going on with the Canadian church? Why is the Canadian church not prevailing? It, we could maybe say it's Jesus' fault, but I doubt that's really the reason. And we can't simply say, oh, well, this is just a global church problem because we have parts of the world where the church is growing. So the only logical answer is there's something going on, maybe in culture, but really in church culture in Canada that we need to look at. So uh, here we go as we start this journey, what to expect in this workshop. So this workshop is 90 minutes. 60 minutes of content uh, with breaks in between with about 30 minutes of discussion. Uh, for those of you in-house, you'll be able to just meet with yourselves and kind of talk. Most of the people, everyone here is from Mountain View Church, so that's fine. Uh, for those of you listening online or after this message when it airs on podcasts, stuff like that, you'll be able to write down these questions and kind of answer them for yourself or meet or take them with your leadership teams. Um, it's informal, so move around as you want. In the comment stream, you can go ahead and plug in some comments in the breaks. So I'll try to answer those uh, as I can, and as well as it is tech-friendly. And so you can tweet, share, or post anything that's happening up here. Um, nothing uh, that you're discussing in your groups, don't post that. But anything that, that I'm saying and that's happening up here, you can feel free to share. And so within this workshop, we're going to go on a bit of a journey. It's kind of a three-part journey. 
Uh, the first one, we're going to go through this uh, logical condition. Try to look at the logical condition of the church. We're going to look at some definitions and statistics and come up to conclusions. We can't make a theological case for church revitalization unless we establish that there's a, a tangible problem. The next step of the journey is a theological solution. We're going to look at the Bible and the beliefs, what beliefs we have about the Bible, and whether or not some of the things that Jesus taught and the early church taught can give us some basic theological, biblical reasons to continue with church revitalization for those of us who have started, or for those that are maybe pushing against church revitalization, willing to start the journey. And last of all, uh, the third piece is philosophical option. So once we look at the theology of church revitalization, hopefully I'm going to give you some of the policy and ministry, uh, a different way to think about policy and ministry in the church, uh, a philosophical way, a, a twist in how we think based on the biblical insight and how you can maybe move forward in the church and to actually see some, some new growth. All right, so before we dig into our first part of the journey, let me just pray for us. Dear Father, thank you so much for this opportunity. Uh, I thank you for Acts Seminaries and the opportunity to do my master's degree. And uh, I thank you, um, yeah, I thank you for um, the profs and the students there and the opportunity that I get to do this little bit of a workshop as an assignment, but that you might bless it for the people that are here as well as the people online and that people who hear it after and that it might it might be productive for someone, someone, and it might be helpful. Pray that you be with me, that I be true to your word and true to your plan. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, so uh, logical condition of the Canadian church. So, first of all, what is church revitalization? Let's talk, let's define that a little bit. So some people kind of believe that church revitalization, oh, this is just this buzzword in our culture and it's not really important or they haven't heard about it before. And I would suggest that it's coming out of and it's increasing in popularity, not because it's just a popular thing, but that because it's a problem. And uh, to revitalize, Oxford Dictionary talks about revitalization as the action of imbuing, and if you don't know that word imbuing, it's to inspire or permeate something with new life and vitality. So the idea is that you're trying to take a local church and you're trying to inspire and permeate it with something new, with new life and new vitality. Uh, there's a cool website called caffeinatedtheology.com, and uh, there's a writer, Pastor Anthony Sfaja, and I'm probably getting his name wrong, and so please forgive me, Anthony. He's got a PhD in evangelism from Southwestern uh, Baptist Theological Seminary, and he's one of the authors there on caffeinated theology, and I love the definition that he gives for church revitalization. He says the church revitalization is the process of leading a dying church back to a healthy state. And he adds to that, restoring the church's purpose of glorifying God and mission to reach the lost in their community. And I feel that's a really, if I could snapshot uh, what this whole workshop's going to be about, I think he sums it up well. But let's ask for, for a moment, why should we bother caring? If we're Canadians attending local churches, why should we care if things need to change? If we're comfortable in our churches and we just like how they're going, can't we just kind of live the rest of our life and 
let it be. There's an organization called the New Leaf Network. Uh, if you're in-house, you've got those handouts. I can post those later uh, for the online folks. And uh, they've done a lot of work specifically about the Canadian church. Uh, their little mission is at New Leaf, we want to help the Canadian church discover new potential. And so they give a lot of Canadian um, Christianity stats and church stats. And so they talk about that in the mid-70s, Canadian culture was very Christian. And there was about 88%, and for those of you that were around in maybe 1975, I was born in 79, so I don't quite remember it, but supposedly in 75 and mid-70s, Christianity was fairly cultural. It wasn't a, it, you, you would have seen about nine out of 10 people are gonna go to church for at least Christmas and Easter, if not every Sunday. And so there's a vein of Christianity, but that starts to decline and it's a slow, steady drip of decline. And then a big study was done in 2011 um, and they found that 66% of Canadians now claim uh, Christianity. And so the New Leaf Network, in trying to figure out, okay, wait, who are these people? Is it just like, did just all the people that went to church died in that time? There has to be something going on. There has to be something happening. And they've established a few terms. There's some modern and postmodern terms. And for some of you, this might be totally new terminology for you. And it's important that we define this stuff before we dig in the scripture to figure out the solution. And they refer to it as the nuns, not like nuns. If you listen to the podcast, not nuns as far as Catholic nuns that are in a convent. We're talking about nuns, N-O-N-E-S. So nuns and the duns, D-O-N-E-S. That's the way they're referred to them. And there's a nuns and duns fact sheet that you have with you that explains a lot. But who the nuns are first, they, they have no affiliation to church. And this is a rising group in Canada. They, they have, they're culturally non-Christian, unchurched. They don't know any Bible stories. They've maybe heard of Jesus, but they couldn't tell you anything about him. Uh, any sort of Christianese terminology is going to go right over their head. Uh, they maybe, you know, maybe have heard of church or maybe saw a building that was a church, but they definitely have never been in one and see no real reason to go into one. And for those of us that were kind of in church in the 80s and 90s, we would refer to them, some of the old school terminology would be seekers. If you remember the seeker-sensitive movement, these are potential seekers. They're, it's not that they're not spiritual. It's not that they're not interested in faith. But they don't automatically assume that Jesus is an option for faith. They might even consider themselves very spiritual and very faithful in maybe a higher power or something. But they're not going to assume it to be Jesus. Now, here's where this is interesting in this nuns is 24% of the Canadian population are considered these nuns. They have no affiliation. So one out of four people that you interact with in Canada, they have no affiliation. What's interesting still is that this climbs as it gets younger, that 32 to 35% of millennials, that they are nuns. They have no affiliation, fully non-Christian, nothing to do with Jesus, no idea about the Bible or the church. And that the survey results really can't give us a picture on Generation Z. All as we can assume is that the generations coming up have less and less even remote understanding 
about Jesus, the church, or the Bible, or anything. Now let's talk about the Duns. So the Duns have some affiliation to church. They're sometimes referred to as the de-churched. They're culturally post-Christian. And uh, if, again, if you went to church in the 80s and the 90s, we might have called them returners, okay? Potential returners, or we didn't really have that term in the 80s and 90s. We kind of only had seekers uh, because people went. Um, but somewhere in the mid-90s, we started seeing a lot of you know, a lot of people, it was teenagers and college students, and their parents might have gone to church, their grandparents might have gone to church, but they're just, they just didn't go. They didn't carry on the tradition of church. They just believed that church was their grandparents' thing or their parents' thing, and they just didn't see a need for it. It's not that they didn't know about Jesus. It's not that they didn't know about the Bible. It's not like they hadn't been to church. They'd been to church lost, lots, but they just got to the point where they're like, I don't think I need it anymore. And so the, the Duns, what New Leaf Network, how they would kind of explain this and, what, and the survey, the results they give on this, specifically over the past kind of couple decades, is that we're this trend where the Canadian church loses anywhere from 60 to 90% of its young people, depending on the province or territory, by early adulthood. So we're not keeping teenagers and college students, we're not keeping them, we're losing them, and we're not filling in the loss with anyone older than them. So the trend is, is that the church is going to continue to, to kind of dwindle in numbers. So now I want to ask this question again, why should we care? Uh, I had a great opportunity. There's a contact I have. His name is Jeff Brody. I'll do a shout out to him online right now. He is the lead pastor at Connexus Church, just north of Toronto and Barrie. A church that's done a lot of work for Canadian church leaders. They actually host and facilitate the Canadian Church Leaders Conference. If you've never been to that, you should go. It's amazing. And the Canadian Church Leaders Conference, as he's been kind of preparing... He, he's been kind of doing some work and finding some more stats, and he was really open-handed for, for this project I'm doing, and he, he sent over some statistics. And uh, this graphic in particular, which starts in 1946 and goes all the way to 2009, is really interesting, because it's a gathering of a whole pile of different uh, resources, Christian and secular based on what they refer to as religious service attendance. Now, if you're from the evangelical world, you might kind of buck against that a bit and be like, oh, religious services, that's not what we have. But this is how, outside of the Christian world, they often refer to people who go to church. They're going to a religious service. But whether it be some Christian and secular statistics we have from Gallup, Elections Canada, Angus Reid, Ipsos Reid, Maru, uh, General Social Survey, uh, Environics, Focus Canada and other miscellaneous polls. So you see the results there and they, and they got gathered together in one graphic. And so you see uh, over on the one side, you know, you have like 19, January 1940 and then January, oh, it's cut off a little bit. That is actually, uh, so uh, 2018, I believe, uh, 2019, sorry. And so we have a steady, steady decline. No matter what survey you look at, it, it shows that we're way, way up near probably like three out of four people are attending religious serv- services of some sort in Canada, and there's a direct decline. It's not that people aren't spiritual, it's not that they're interest, not interested in faith, but attending 
a service of sorts regularly is no longer something they need. Or no, not, it's not a felt need anyway. And so as guilt and obligation have decreased, no one feels guilty about missing church. They don't feel any obligation to go. This is where it's trending. And it's a direct, easily trending line in Canada that we're just continuing to go down. Uh, so it feels a little bit like bad news, um, but we're going to get to the good news here soon. Now, if you're wondering, maybe you're kind of looking at that and you may wonder, what about the evangelical church? Because uh, most of us kind of here and online are from the evangelical uh, vein of things. And so that's obviously a, um, a turning point for us, a, point, a catch point where we want to know the details on us. So there is some new research in related to the evangelical church in particular. Like how many people in Canada are evangelicals going to church? So uh, according to uh, Dr. Sam Reimer, he, there's a great book, Culture of Faith, and he states that depending on how one defines evangelical, um, the proportion of Canadians who are evangelicals can range from as low as 8% to as high as 16%. So we're past kind of like the Protestant, just Protestant, we're going to, if you take out mainline and kind of liturgical stuff into the evangelical world, that's where we're at. And um, so, however, here's the, here's the interesting part added to that, that out of that 8 to 16%, the median attendance of evangelical churches in Canada is about 100 attendees. Uh, according to Warren Bird's research, um, did a huge study, uh, large Canadian churches draw an estimated of 300,000 worshipers each, each week. It's a national study. But out of, out of those... Uh, worshipers each week, they're going to mostly churches of around 100 people. So in Canada, if you have, whether you're in a big city, small town, rural area, urban, if you're getting over 100 people in your church, that would actually be considered fairly healthy Um, because the median is about 100 people. That's how Canadian culture uh, works out. All right, we're going to take our first little bit of a break right now. So if you're online right now or listening, so the big question that we're going to discuss right now is, in your opinion, why is the Canadian church uh, in a condition of decline? And what can we do to turn it around? So again, in your opinion, why is the Canadian church in a condition of decline? And what can we do to turn it around? Feel free to add any comments on the Facebook page. And uh, we can have a break here and feel free to get some coffee or whatever you need to do. And we'll come back in five, 10 minutes.